There are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. There's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name's Luke. I am Cam. Oh dear. Salty is still sick. And speaking of Salty, we're doing uh, fake people today. <laughs> nah, Salty's but, not fake. He's he's but, one of the realists and uh, Salty, get well soon if you listen to this, which I don't think you do. Uh, you're like, I don't listen to this. Uh, I sent him a little a care package of things. Mm-hmm. Some two-minute noodles and some, um, well, not two-minute noodles, like some fancy fun, like instant noodles and some herbal teas. I offered to get him anything he needed yep. and was rebuked, Yep, which is good because that's precisely how I saw that exchange going down when I yep. made the offer, which was sincere, but I did not expect it to be, uh, you know, I didn't expect to be asked for anything, so it all worked out. For me, but then you <laughs> swooped in with an actual care package. I was like, radio. Yeah. Uh, shout out to one of my friends, Lachlan, who uh, did, we have did the sharked by Romo in the friendship yeah. stakes. Yeah. Uh, not that it's a competition, but if it was, I would be winning. Yeah. If there was a leaderboard, which there is, you'd be at the top of it. What are we? Uh, how are you going, Cam? Yeah, good. Still no COVID over here at all. Ever. Ever. Jesus. Uh, we are talking about fake people. I'm good too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why you're. At the, that's why I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard. <laughs> yep. We're talking about uh, fake people. Uh, another reason why I, I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard is, Robbo, you said to me, Cam, let's discuss fake people like the woman on the plane. And then a few days later, I said, you know what else would go well with the fake people idea? That woman on the plane? So what did you think we were talking about then, if not the one that's in the news everywhere? Oh, there's all sorts of fake people things. Because there, there was a story that was in the Washington Post the other day about uh, this huge account on Twitter, Erica Marsh. She had like 130,000 followers. And sorry, Americans, but uh, this didn't need an expose in the Washington Post with like, her fo- various photos superimposed on top of each other, fading in and out, showing that they're all the same photo. 
to realize this lady was fake and she was designed to rile you up. Mm, what sort of things was she boasting? So she described herself as a proud Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that she'd volunteered with the Obama Foundation, that she'd worked on the Biden campaign, but then she'd tweet things like uh, when the, the affirmative action uh, decision in the Supreme Court came down, she tweeted, no black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system. Mm. Uh, and mm. just other things like that that are, I don't think, especially subtle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. How did she get found out? I think people just put together enough instances of her saying things that were just designed to make libs look dumb that eventually someone was like, we should look at the fact that all of her photos are clearly the same photo. We should look at the, like, if if you did even the tiniest bit of digging, it all fell apart really quickly. But you didn't have to do the digging. You can look at it and be like, all right, this person is not on the level. <laughs> right. They're just, they're, every, like, comment is was something like that. Whereas, like, this is, like, not even a conservative's idea of what a lib sounds like. It's they're making conservative points. Yeah, constantly. right. Yeah, yeah. Which that's happened a bit in American politics, especially on Twitter, right, with people uh, either obviously being fake and doing it for a lull and it getting picked up to be serious or all those really, really low effort Antifa accounts mm. that are like, you know, how do you do fo- fellow Antifa? Do you want to go do some riots kind of stuff? Yeah. I think that this was at least better than that, right? Yeah. It was, it was maybe a slightly higher level. And I think that it's part of a little, there, there are accounts like this that are, yeah, really low effort, low hanging fruit, just designed to get people angry for whatever reason. And it might not even be that malicious. Like you know, the the idea that someone's out, like someone out is out there, like maybe a state is employing people to get people riled up. You're like, well, what could be the reason for that? Like, what what does it gain from just sowing general discord? But mm-hmm. like, this is really low level discord, and it seems like. A lot of the time, it's just this is a good way to farm engagement, to farm followers, and then later down the track, when you've got enough followers, you just rebrand the account and you can start dropping ads for your stupid <laughs> toy planes or whatever. So the, I think that's the most likely explanation. That's the simplest explanation for what some of these accounts are doing. I don't think there's like a huge amount to be gained for the Russians or the Chinese from a yeah, just getting people a little bit grumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, at this point, Russia doesn't need to sow dissent online really that hard, do they? Yeah. <laughs> with with kind of fake fake accounts. I'm well, sure they was, still do. I was reading something about a grey operations the other day, which is like, uh, I guess, between, I think it's supposed to be like between war and peace. You've got this grey area, uh, the grey zone. Isn't Not that a Cold War? Well, that, that, that's like the difference between a hot war. There's, there's a hot war and there's a cold war. So I guess this is sort of cold war-y stuff. Yeah. But uh, information operations in the old grey zone. And there was this case recently where there was, I think there was some sort of mining operation in America that all of these people were tweeting about protesting. 
Mm. And they all turned out to be like paid for by Chinese interests who had a competing interest in like other mines. Right. But it's like all the points they were making were correct. It's like they're like, this is bad for the environment. It's like, yeah, it is. Maybe we needed to get some real people tweeting about this. Yeah, right. So- I am um, just before we get on to crazy people on planes though. Mm. Well, just before we get on to people on planes, though, there, there is like an Australian quite prominent tweeter who operates a network of fake accounts. Oh, yeah. Is this, who's this? Uh, I, I won't name names because I'm thinking about writing about this at some point in the future. Mm. But you've probably had them retweeted into your feed. And they have, yeah, the, in the past, they've had a larger network of fake Twitter accounts. They still have a like a bit of a network of fake Facebook accounts, which are interesting because uh, they have this thing where a lot of their profile pics are like from porn, right? But it'll be like cropped, so you'll be like, "That's a sort of it's a very continental looking chap there uh, posting <laughs> about being of a certain ethnicity, uh, which does not match the the continent." Right. How strange. And then you do a reverse Google image search and you're like, that man is not wearing pants. And that was not apparent from his profile picture. Right. Right. So there's a lot of that. So I don't know if there's like a fetishy side to it, but uh, he has all of these fake accounts and they'll all tweet in support of him. But one thing I found when I was looking into it is that there's these other people that like tweet in support of him as well that I'm like, if you're fake because like there's so much effort is going into it but there's people who are tweeting in support of it that i think are real because if they weren't real it would be just an unimaginable amount of effort going into it yes. but it sort of makes you start to doubt everything when you're like looking at that these people are like indistinguishable from like random twitter lefties you wouldn't know it makes you just doubt everything yeah right Okay, so you got you've got you've got something in the cooker about some fake internet people. So if that, if that's a listener, look out. <laughs> Nobody, nah, they would they wouldn't listen. But the, I mean, on the same topic, I was in in the in the replies of some tweet the other day. You know, having a snoop around. This is like just some random tweet, and there was this person replying who was clearly Chat GPT'd, but it's like. It was just they were just complimenting people, but they were mm. clearly not written like the, you know. There's like sort of certain cadence to those chat GBT responses. Yeah, yeah. I like. I don't. I don't. I can't pretend to know the future, Robbo. But I don't think it's good that we're going to come to a point where you'll never be able to know whether you're talking to human beings. I think it'll stop. I think the result will be people just start switching off, mm. and like. I, I sort of had this realization. I was watching um, one of the Star Wars, the very first Star Wars, which is the fourth Star Wars for people that that follow along to the universe. Yeah, a new hope. Um, yeah, and I remember sort of thinking, you or know, if, oh, this you is go, good- if you go off the Gizmodo AI written, what order yeah. the, the Star Wars comes in? It's the eighth Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that that's kind of part of it. Um, but my my sort of you know, I was trying to enjoy this movie on its original terms of, like, in the 70s they were doing this really cool, uh, you know, the painting of the the backgrounds and the, the effects were really groundbreaking at the time. And I I wanted to enjoy it on its terms. But at this point I don't know how much has changed. 
you know, I remember like when they first started releasing the DVDs and it was like, oh, they've changed this scene. But that was, you know, more than like 30 years ago when that started happening, maybe 20. But now I'm like, I, I don't know what's different and what's been punched up and what's changed. And maybe it's really obvious, but in like the first 10 minutes, I was just like, oh, I don't really want to watch this anymore. It's it's lost the original, like it lost that, you know, interesting tangibility. And I think we're seeing, you know, articles being written by AI that aren't really that good and they're, they're coming out with shitty information and incorrect information. So people are just going to stop engaging with it. And the same with like, you know, seeing how there's people saying, oh, everyone's jumping off Twitter to threads. But I think people are jumping off Twitter because it's shit at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, and a big part of it has got, you know, it's just, it's just chaos at the moment. There's no real quality control over accounts or what people are saying. And I kind of wonder if, if people are just going to be like, none of this is interesting to me. You know, I can't believe any pictures, um, video, you know, deep fake videos are starting to, to pop up more and more. You know, at what point are people just going to go, actually, I don't really need this because <laughs> this is really hard work to, to kind of process it all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a really strange spot with Twitter because I see all of my friends are like, oh, it's gone so bad, it's gone so bad. It's like, I've never had so many crypto offers. Like, I've got people sliding into my DMs offering me work at Amazon. Yep, yep, like, you're getting, you're getting so deals. Opportunity. <laughs> there are ladies offering you hot picks all day. I'm, I'm annoyed I used to use TweetDeck and now I can no longer use TweetDeck. No, unless you pay to get a worse version of it. Yeah, which I am not doing. Uh, I like Blue Sky, but there's no one on it. It's really boring. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, I think they're kind of – and uh, there is – people have sort of had those theories that this kind of takeover of Twitter was designed for – to kind of disengage people from the platform. Um, I don't know if people have sort of talked about it from the angle that, that kind of I was thinking about it of, like, Twitter was probably the last or one of the last left – dominated spaces or a space where the left could organize pretty publicly and share information pretty pretty easily. And since Elon Musk took it over, it's just been polluted and that's kind of been taken away now. And with I think it's just dumb luck on Elon Musk's behalf because he's an idiot. But, part, I mean, I guess it is by intent though because he is an absolute chud who thinks that, you know, the the other chuds on the right are being silent so he needs to – to change that, like uh, whether or not he's like this will destabilize the left, and that's why we should be doing it with his Saudi backers, or it's just he's an idiot and he's just kind of you know it's dumb luck that his having his money can align with the other idiots that you know want to post about crypto and and Donald Trump. But that's pretty conspiratorial thinking, Cam, for a show like this, isn't it? It is a little bit, but you know, uh, Robo, we've. Talked about the big issues. Yep. Let's talk about people losing their marbles on a play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you you watched this video, Cam? I watched this, Robbo, I watched this on Sky News. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you, know, you tuned in, you you sat in front of the tally with your, your cup of tea and, and, and some Rowan Dean and the Outsiders. I was in a hotel in the country channel surfing and saw Sky News discussing this. And I thought, how strange. Why is Sky News discussing this? I feel that perhaps the woman, so just to bring listeners up to speed, there was a woman on a plane 
And I think she, I don't know, the most compelling theory that I've seen is uh, too much Ambien. You know, sometimes you get on the Ambien's, which you would definitely mm. do on a plane, right? Yeah, I guess so. I've never, I don't really know much about Ambien. Uh, Ambien's like a, a sleeping pill. Yeah. But my understanding from, you know, Erewhon or whatever <laughs> is yep. that you, you can take Ambien and that if you don't go to sleep, then things get interesting because you're like, you let, you let Jesus take the wheel, basically. Mm. So I could see a scenario where someone is on a plane, takes some Ambien to knock themselves out, and then it's like, I don't know, just doesn't get to sleep and starts to freak out. So there's a woman on a plane. She gets up and she starts yelling at everyone, look, I'm getting off the plane because that guy's not real. You guys can stay on the plane if you want, but don't come crying to me when you all die because I'm out of here. That guy's not real. Later, haters. And I think they, they were removed from the plane and everything was fine. Yes. Carrot Top was on the plane, uh, which was a fun little... <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun addition, isn't it? <laughs> which was a fun addition. Uh, so there's a lot going on. But yeah, I watched this on Sky News. And I think the reason it was on Sky News is because the woman was, and surely someone has already used this phrase before, but maybe we're coining it. I think she was a little Karen coded. Yeah. Not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily a Karen. But she was she was definitely Karen coded, and I think that for like that Sky News crowd, there's like it. I think they see Karens as being like libs. Yeah. Okay. So she was yeah she was she was a bit SJW coded. I guess she was SJW coded because she was trying to save everyone. Yeah. Yeah. She um her but in an obnoxious her, way. Yeah. Her, her belief behind what she's saying is is pretty like intense, mm. which I think also kind of kind of helps things you know she's like that motherfucker you can stay but i know that that motherfucker back there is not real mm. and that's pretty dramatic i guess uh and i guess yeah you are you are right the, the probably if we were to google karen on plane people are probably yeah so karen video uh is like you know there are headlines called, called about that calling her a karen mm. Um, which is a bit of a, you know, we need to maybe create some new genre as a person. Yeah. And I know it's hard to create a genre of person because you're kind of dicing like, you know, are we okay to roundly <laughs> call everyone who's like this, a, you know, a name? Like Karen, you know, somehow got taken up in the zeitgeist. Everyone's like, yeah, yep, yep, cool. We can, we can use yeah. that. Never mind all the perfectly <laughs> lovely Karens out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think we're using it a bit lazily now, because mm. uh, I don't think, I don't know, I wouldn't. I guess, yeah, I wouldn't. She's not who I'd describe as a Karen. No, that that was that was just my thinking of why this has made it onto Sky News. And then there's yeah. the carrot top angle. So, like the Sky News audience are probably like, that's right in their wheelhouse, right? Bit of carrot top involvement, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Huge fans of prop comedy. Yeah, yeah. Carrot Top's are looking interesting these days, isn't he? Yeah. So anyway, something that caught the, uh, I guess, the attention of people on the internet was that she's going, look, that motherfucker's not real. And then people are like turning around to look at what she's pointing at. Mm. And that caused a lot of consternation because they're like, well, there's something on the plane. It's like, if someone points at someone, <laughs> you're going to look. Yeah, Absolutely. 
if nobody looked, I'd be thinking something skew with something has gone awry here. But uh, no, it's perfectly normal to look. If someone if someone is yelling on a plane and saying that one of the passengers is not real, I'm a meerkat in that situation. Yeah, I am. I am flipped around in my seat, knees up like a like a four year old kid. I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to work out who we're talking about here. Yeah, it's perfectly normal behaviour. In fact, it would be even more normal behaviour to flip your camera on and get a shot of whoever they're talking about so we don't have just this one video of this person having an episode on a plane. And yet it seems that nobody actually did that because all of the other videos of this incident are, like, faked. Yes. Yeah, this is this is kind of interesting because by now we should know who she is and it doesn't seem to be... I don't think anyone seems to know who she is, right? Mm. Um, well, I mean, obviously someone does, but I haven't found it online. And I, I went pretty deep looking through some, like, comments local to the, you know, I think it was in Dallas, and I was looking at, like, some local Dallas news to see if someone had, had you know, mentioned or tagged someone. I guess it's a hub, though. Dallas it is a hub. hub. It Probably. is a hub. Probably. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a hub, though. Yeah, you've got to you got to go through Dallas to get to all sorts of places. Oh yeah, wait, what's what's the airport? No, that's not at Dallas, is it? Like if I'm going LAX to Chicago to O'Hare, I'm going to be making a stop at DFW in Dallas, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, second busiest airport in the world. Mm. Wait, what's my- the one that's what the one? What's the cooked airport? With all of the d- demonic stuff, yeah. Big it's horse, yeah. Look, look up Denver. Eagle Horse it's Airport, Denver. Denver. Yeah, yeah. Almost the same. Yeah, uh, they could be next door to each other. They could be <laughs> thousands of miles away. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I, there's no like this is the lady who it was, and she's now apologised. It's just there's nothing, and I guess she's got nothing to apologise for. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, if that was me, I'd be like, oh, hey, everyone, I, I, you know, I was really tired and just I don't know what happened. And, I'm, you know, like you, you, you'd feel like someone would know or say something about who this person is. Um, and then there's also the, the fact that no one knows who she's talking about. So there's no, there's just no other video footage other than her yelling at someone. Mm. So a video did come out of the plane looking up the aisle to show us who she was talking about, and there's a guy in a green hoodie. Ooh. But then people were very quickly, very quick to point out, this is clearly not from the same plane. Mm. Yeah, the overhead bins didn't match. They bellingcatted that stuff real quick. Yes. And then then people came out and said that they were the person or they were on the flight, mm. and they were fake too. I watched there's one guy on, on the TikTok called uh, The Cole Show, K-O-L-E, and he did three videos where he was like, oh, yeah, I was on the plane and, you know, uh, this is what happened. And, and it wasn't that much of an exciting story, but it was like, oh, this person's, you know, giving us the, the scoop and the skinny. And then you read the uh, the caption, he's like, oh, this is just made up. This is just for a joke. Cole? He did three videos of it, and like then he's like, "Oh, I can't believe people believe that those two videos that I did." It's like, well, you set out to trick people. Mm. Like you set out to trick people. You got you tricked them, so they believe. Like you know, it's uh, that that annoys me when people do that. 
don't be trickers. I did see, and I wonder also if this is how this got onto Sky News. I saw a video on a YouTube channel that seems to mainly traffic in like Joe Biden stumbling over words, uh, Black Lives Matter is bad sort of content. Mm. So just sort of conservative chum. Mm. But they did a video about this and they took on what I would call a superior tone while discussing the conspiratorial aspects of this whole affair, which was somewhat undercut by the fact that they were clearly 100% on board with there being some weird satanic thing happening. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But they're like, I'm going to have to put on my uh, tinfoil beanie to discuss this one, which you can buy in my store. So (laughs) they've sort of, they've lent into it. But at the same time, they're like, you know, a lot of crazy people on the internet talking about how there's something sus going on here. Not like me. I'm not crazy, but uh, <laughs> it's what I think is going on. And they pointed out that when she's like waving her hands, uh, you could say she's making the sign of Baphomet. Mm. Or you could just say that, uh, you know, she's waved her hand <laughs> in the air. But they were like, and there's been two other incidents on planes in the last 45 days where... People have freaked out on a plane. Uh, right, have, so what's have going it, on? Why are all these people seeing these apparitions? And I was like, I don't. I wasn't quite sure if they were trying to get it. There is some sort of satanic conflagration afoot, or if they're like, oh, you know, it's the the vaccine. Yeah, sending people over the edge. But I, I did think that they uh, at some point there'll have to be a reckoning about the fact that a good chunk of the populace in America at least, buys into some sort of wild ideas. <laughs> I think a good chunk of the populace, most places at the moment, have yeah. some wild ideas. Like, um, I, was, I was thinking about, you know, the, like every now and then a survey will come out, it's like, oh, you know, 50% of Americans believe in some conspiracy theory. And then you look at the questions that they ask them and it's like, do you think that the, the rich have too much power? <laughs> Yes. And that, that's how you determine that someone believes in a conspiracy theory. Yes. Uh, but I think, yeah, there's a big chunk. Um, even weird shit. Speaking of people that, that um, have some interesting beliefs, I found a guy that I, I don't know if I can fully explain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... Is he a bit of a Jeff? Are you trying to coin a new genre of person? Yeah, we're coming up with new guys, aren't we? Yeah, he wouldn't be a, a real. If, this guy's a real Jeff. No, nah, this this guy is. I don't think this guy is a genre of person outside of himself and maybe like four of his friends. All right, sounds like a bit of a Derek, but go on. <laughs> uh, he he used to be a rapper. I, th- I don't think he does any rapping anymore under the name Torch Face. Mm. Uh, but in place of the A in face is a V. Okay. So Torch Vvs. Yeah. Um. He, he has got, like, a couple of songs that have got multiple millions of plays on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So, like, pretty uh, – his, oh, no, his, his, biggest, his biggest song is three million, three and a half million plays on Spotify, which is pretty considerable. Yeah. Um, that's, that's decent. And some of his collaborators have, like, 13 million, 13 million play songs. Um, he doesn't really do any rapping anymore. He is really focusing his energy on doing uh, Freemason content on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, Pro-Freemason content on TikTok. Oh. Um, 
I, I, I'll kind of give a, a maybe a physical description of them because because that's kind of plays as a part of it as well. Mm. Um, lots of face tattoos, lots yeah. of tattoos. Uh, full stop. Lots of yeah, tattoos, which is uh, fine. Lots of face ta- lots of face tattoos is fine by me too. But it's not. If you told me this guy has opinions on Freemasons, I don't yeah, know if I yeah. would have been like, oh, he's all in on them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, on his head, he's got the word enlightenment. Oh, no, enlightened tattooed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty messy. I don't know if it's intentional or not. Um, he's got restless. That's right across his forehead. He's yep. got restless under under his eye. Um, he's got something tattooed on his fingies. I don't know what that is. It's not love and hate. It's something else. Um, a lot of the tattoos are really hard to make out. Does he have any Masonic tattoos? I, I would I would really hazard a guess, yes. He, there was a TikTok that I, I saw that was like, you know, what is tattooing and Freemasonry? How does that go hand in hand? But then I scrolled through. He's got many TikTok videos and I, I lost that one. And then I was like, oh, I'm in too deep already <laughs> to right. this guy. I was pretty deep into this guy at that point. Um, so he, yeah, lots of... Generally, cons- conspiratorial stuff seems to be his his like vibe. Mm. Um, I think he's pretty like you know the, Wait, the, but the he's usual. Pro, but he's pro Mason. Yeah, yeah. So he's like is he like the, really dark on the Rosicrucians? <laughs> don't know his uh, his take on the Rosicrucians. Sorry, <laughs> um, modern mystic mm all one word is his TikTok. But yeah, like yeah, he's a confusing guy. <laughs> Um, and, he, and he's really deep into like, you know, this is Freemasonry. This isn't. This is where the Bible comes into it, and these are the the deep books. So like, he must just be dedicating a, a lot of time to knowing a lot about Freemasonry. Mm. Uh, and then there's like, you know, photos of him posing around, like in a in a, in a, a suit, like a three piece suit. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or it might just be a quarter corner of his house that he's got things, you know, Freemasonry yeah. things, and he's wearing a suit. He's 32-degree master of the royal secret AASRSJ. I don't know well, what that is. But, you know, like that kind well, of like this, this is. It sounds like a lodge name, but uh, I don't know. I'd want an extra degree on there, to be honest. The 32nd degree teaches the, that man has the royal secret. This is, this, is, uh, <laughs> this blog post on scottishright.org says, so you're a 30-degree mason. Now what? Well, you've got a bunch of degrees to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a bit of a blog post about what. Yeah, very confusing kind of guy. I haven't even got to why we're talking about him yet either. Yeah, no, I was, I'm waiting for this, but I was enjoying just the Jeffness of it all. Yeah, <laughs> not a Jeff. Um, so he claimed to be the guy that she was talking about. So he did a was, video. If he was the guy and you were on a plane with him, would you think this guy is not real? He doesn't fit into any category of guy. He can't be real. I have to go. No, he's, he's too much of a category that's not a category of guy that he definitely is real. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're making a fake guy, you don't make it like this. <laughs> you make it I- I- the opposite of this, basically. So he said that he uh, was sitting next to her and she was asking about his tattoos and stuff. And. Then she spotted his Freemason hoodie because he's wearing Freemason merch. Uh, and he told her, you know, he's, she's like, oh, this is satanic. You're wearing satanic clothes. And he told her that he was Lucifer, and which triggered triggered her into the, all this. That's not helping. 
Yeah, and then he did a follow-up video where he said, oh, I actually lied about all that. Mm. But now I've been speaking about it on the phone to a friend of mine and he must have been speaking about something else on the phone. I can't remember what it was. But then the next day he saw black vans, a black unmarked black van in his street. And then he was getting a phone calls without, uh, you know, no one, no one there, which is really straight from, remember the guy that saw the, the big being on the mountain? Yeah, the giant. This guy was talking to his friend on the phone about the sound of freedom. Cam, the you familiar with this? The Jim Caviezel film? Yeah, yeah, the QAnon t- child trafficking one. Mm. Um, so he was talking about that, and he, he was saying to one of his friends, he thinks this whole lady freak out on the plane is a distraction from the QAnon-adjacent Sound of Freedom movie, and why would anyone want to distract from that? Because it's about child trafficking and, uh, you know, um, and then he showed some footage of some ladies who went to go see the movie and they got their tickets refunded, like into their accounts before they got to the movie. And they were like, that's weird. So they, they rang and then the picture theater said, oh, the air conditioning's out in the cinema, mm. but you can still come along. We're just refunding everyone. And they went anyway, but they think it's to stop people going to see the movie. Mm. Uh, so he was talking to his friend about that. And then the black van started, uh, Turning up, so then David Alex Jones got David Ick on, and they talked about this guy. Uh, Jones, he said that he once saw a man turn into a, a reptile quickly, uh, but they—I don't know even they really mentioned this guy, but this guy ended up calling out David Jones and uh, Alex Jones and David Ick. <sighs> so that was that guy. <laughs> that was that guy. Well, we got there in the end. Yeah, um, yeah. Those, those women with their tickets to see a really sweaty Jim Caviezel session. Yes. <laughs> they can't make you pay for that. It's going to be too hot. Well, yeah, they didn't. They refunded them. Especially with bloody Jim Caviezel. As I, I don't know who you, Jim Caviezel is. I've, I've been at arm's length to the Sound of Freedom thing. He was uh, in The Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. But uh, he was also on Person of Interest, the show about an AI that uh, has access to every uh, email, phone call, text message, surveillance camera, and then uses that to stop minor murders with the help of Jim Caviezel. Yeah, right. And so he's he's made like a a cooked right-wing fantasy film. Well, yeah, at some point he has cooked his brain... And, yeah, he's made this movie all about yeah, stopping the child traffickers. I think mm-hmm. it's sort of based partly on those real grifty anti-child trafficking charities. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they can't make you pay for that. No. They can, um, they can still put it on. So I, I watched a little bit more of what David Icke was saying about this, and he's saying that it's uh, um, the result of, of a dimension bleeding into ours. And and I don't know if this is normal, David. Icke. I haven't watched any of his stuff for years, but yeah, he he went on about interdimensional beings and and when we're seeing the the reptilian people, that's from a different dimension, and that's leaking into our dimension. And this is what that lady saw, and she he said it's happening more and more, and, and there's more energy around it. And um, yeah, I guess if we don't have any footage of what she actually saw, then. Um, David Icke's theory is as good as anyone's, right? Yeah, exactly. Who's to say? 
Well, we did have one other fake person thing to discuss. Yes. Which is uh, the fake people on Ted Lasso. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You've never watched the Ted Lasso, have you? No. Um, I I did see a theory that I found fascinating, which was that uh, the sort of fake-looking people on Ted Lasso, I think there's one actor in particular, right? Yeah, the guy that plays uh, Roy Kent, which is uh, Brett Goldstein. Uh, Roy Kent is is kind of a gruff but lovable character on the Ted Lasso. Mm. But he, there are some shots where you're like, was he on the <laughs> was he on a set, or is it has he just been uh you know pasted into the into the shot? This yes. was this this was the this was a theory that went around a few years ago. Not obviously not too long ago, but uh, I think around the time season one came out, there was a lot yeah. of speculation that uh, is this actor even real? Perhaps, perhaps it was a bit of CGI because I think it's just it's quite flat lighting or something combined with yeah, it's, it's flat- a lot of sports locations with like one color in the background. Yeah, and he um he's got a really neat beard. Mm. Like it's really like the edges are, are tight, you know, uh, and and great complexion as well. Mm. And he's, I don't know, he's he's like um, he's pretty muscly, pretty pretty chiselled jaw. So like those scenes combined, it just makes him look like a guy from a video game. Yeah, and also his kind of character is gruff and emotionless. Uh, so you know he's not doing anything extravagant. He's just being gruff and emotionless. So you kind of combine all those things together and you've got someone who could be CGI. And there's a lot of, I think, green screen or or however they're doing it in the show anyway because it's, you know, it's a professional football team supposedly playing in big stadiums. Mm. And and also filmed during a global pandemic. (laughs) Filmed during a global pandemic. I think there's one, like, where they'd taken him out of a, a preview because it would be a spoiler. Like, I don't think he was supposed to. I can't remember why. but And so that kind of led into it. So Because when the, the episode aired, he was back in there. Like, they just edited, essentially just, you know, edited him out of, of a scene in the preview. Mm. Uh, and then, then suddenly he was back in it, which that, that happened to, like, a season after the, the conspiracy. So it didn't really, like, get any traction. No. Um, but, the, yeah, there was a lot of, oh, is this guy CGI? To the point that the actor had to be like, no, I'm a real person. Yeah, he did a uh, like a a thing with one of those Apple, like a jokey little uh, you know those Apple Apple emote thingos. Mm. You get your your face. Uh, what is that? What are the words I'm looking for here, Cam? Uh, a face filter to, to yeah. make him look like a cartoon. He, he did a thing on Instagram that sort of playing into the joke. Uh, but he also said, I think it's called a uh, face emoji. <laughs> Face mochi, there you go. Uh, he said on that, there's a f- fucking load of mad shit happening on the internet today, as usual, before reassuring numerous that he reassuring viewers that he is a completely real, normal human man who does normal human basic things like rendering and buffering and transferring data. Little a little nod to that. Yeah. So I did see this was a few years ago, like season one, Ted Lasso. What are we on? Season three now? Uh, yeah, season three finished about two months ago. I, I saw this make a, a, a return because I guess Apple announced this horrible VR headset thing. And 
there was some speculation that uh because this is not the only guy that sort of has that look. I think there's a bit of a, a feel for some of these Apple TV shows. There definitely a bit of a feel to some of these shows. And I think it just comes down to, there's probably a lot going on, right? But it, it's like, you know, we're in a we're in an era. We're in a streaming era where things are sort of, <laughs> some stuff just gets shot the same. Yes. So if, if you have this feel in some stuff, it's just going to, you're going to have the same feel in other stuff. Also, things are getting upscaled and downscaled and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, the yep. point is, there's a lot of people that look don't look quite right. There's probably also a lot of people who've got their TV set up wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stupid yeah. motion smoothing or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, someone was like, you know, all of those people on these streaming shows that all look like they're not quite there, they look an awful lot like the people in these Apple headsets when you uh, – because I think when you FaceTime in and you're wearing one of these headsets, it makes a fake version of you. Oh. Like, talk to the other people. Yeah, right. Because obviously you're not pointing the camera at your face and they're not going to show people looking like idiots with their big bulging eyes in the headset. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they put a fake version of you in the thing and the theory then was all of the flat lighting on Apple TV was to predictively program us for this thing down the track, which is not like a crazy predictive programming thing because uh, they they would have known in a few years we're going to be bringing out this technology. So it is it doesn't make any sense, but it's, yeah. a, within, it's within the realms of possibility that someone at Apple was like, yeah, if we got people used to seeing people looking a little bit weird when we brought out this thing, they'd be like, oh, they look like Ted Lasso. Instead of being yeah. like, oh, that looks too weird. So it had some merit to it. Not a lot of merit, but a tiny little bit of merit. Yeah, it's it's really um, assuming that, like, they know how video codecs are going to be working across multiple platforms, uh, you know, five years, six years in the future. Yeah. And also... Is, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you can plan for that. It assumes a level of trust on the part of the super secretive Apple headset department. Mm. They're like, all right, we need, we're going to keep this secret from everyone. But you know who will let in on this? Jason Sudakis. <laughs> Let's get Jason Sudakis in on this one. We'll bring him into the cabal and we're just going to be like, this is why we're shooting things real flat. Yeah. He's like, ah, of course. I knew it. So that um, in five years, FaceTime 2.0 will look Slightly more normalised. He he would have just come off the uh, Angry Birds movie at the time, and they thought, "Let's get this guy in." Oh, I mean, if we wanted to take it to the next level, that's clearly a, a humiliation ritual, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's the there sort of a- that's the sort of thing that I'm not saying he's humili- like it's an Illuminati humiliation ritual, but maybe it was an Apple humiliation ritual. They're like, he's got to do the Angry Birds movie, then we can bring him into the headset cabal. Mm. <laughs> it all makes a lot of sense now that we say it, said it out loud. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy Jason Sudakis. I, I've been a fan of his his work. Uh, he has a good, he plays a really good character in um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia for one episode where they, they can't remember why they kicked their good friend out of the, a moving car because he was such a nice guy. So they bring him back. And he is a really nice guy and he and he's having a lot of fun and then they just get sick of him because <laughs> he's too insufferable, which 
it's kind of interesting because Ted Lasso got really insufferable and like near the end of season two, I was starting to wane. And then during season three, I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, let's, let's watch this again. And I was like, oh God, this guy again, <laughs> uh, I really wouldn't mind kicking him out of a moving car. Not to say I didn't enjoy Ted Lasso as a whole, a, a really, really good series. But yeah, they certainly in season three tried to tried to cash some checks that they did not they did not earn as a TV show. Yeah, it wasn't in the bank. Oh, it was not in the bank, guys. Uh, as a whole, though, like if they had wound all that back a little bit, it would have been much better. But hey, I got a few chuckles. Well, that's fake people. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do a little bit of news? Yeah, I've got some Bigfoot news. Okay. This this ticks multiple boxes. Claudia, this is from the Daily Mail. Claudia Ackley, prominent Bigfoot hunter, is found dead. The nation's most prominent Bigfoot hunter has died suddenly at the age of 51. Friends have said. Stop using that term. Yeah. Well, they're doing, they're doing it on purpose in the Are Daily they? Mail. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, how, so how did she die? Of a heart attack. Huh. Uh, but she had made headlines in 2018 when she sued the Californian Park Service mm. after officials had attempted to discredit her sighting of a Sasquatch by saying she had merely seen a bear. Oh. I am not entirely sure how she then transforms into being the most prominent Bigfoot hunter in the entire United States of America. And I suspect that if we were to delve into the Bigfoot hunting community, we would probably find that that is not a title that she had earned. Like Ted Lasso did not earn season three. Wasn't there a pretty pretty well-known politician that wrote a whole series of books about wanting to have sex with Bigfoot? There was. Yeah, okay. So he's number one. Yeah, I mean, he's a Bigfoot chaser. I don't know if he's a Bigfoot hunter. Yeah, okay, no, that's that's fair. There's got to be a little bit of a hunt going on, though. Yeah. Uh, Next item, there was a bus fire on the Westgate Bridge here in Melbourne. Uh, Your response to this when I suggested this would be a news topic was, is that a conspiracy, Cam? Mm -hmm. Uh, Dropping you down down the old friendship rankings a little bit yes it is uh so this bus caught on fire on the westgate i guess for people who don't know the westgate is a bridge there you go uh i was like confused when i clicked on a picture of this bus on fire and there are all of these replies being like yep it's a government bus (laughs) makes sense the government bus (laughs) government bus government electric bus what a shock uh turned out not an electric bus, but there are all of these people being like, yeah, electric bus, of course. I think that they, they have this thing that electric buses are just catching fire all the time. Right. Uh, it was just a diesel bus. It was, I, th- I don't think they've revealed what caused the fire. I think as of recording this, they don't know why it caught fire. I believe that nobody was injured because I think it might have been an empty bus and the... The driver th- is at the opposite end of the engine, so it caught, the engine caught on fire, and he's like, oh, "I'm out of here." Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't look into this. I saw, did see a post on uh, Reddit slash uh, Melbourne, um, a place I still visit, even though I no longer live in Melbourne. 
Uh, and I'm pretty sure someone said I was on the bus. Oh. Uh, let me just... Or maybe there were people on it. That'd be annoying to have to walk. It's a little It's a little bit of a hike to the next train station. Yeah, I imagine... Um, I can't find it. I've just had a quick look. I can't find it. Maybe I made it up. I, ma- I, mean, I imagine there would be... I don't know, but it'd be pretty dangerous, isn't it? Because the Westgate, there's not a lot of... Uh, protection for a pedestrian no you had to I, get off a bus quickly i guess the one bit of protection was like in the left lane uh so your one bit of protection is that there's no cars are going to be driving in the left lane because there's a big flaming bus in it <laughs> yeah that's true the big flaming bus is a is just as good as a road cone <laughs> yeah in fact perhaps even better because if there's mm. one thing that people on the Westgate don't like to do it's to pay attention to any signs <laughs> but i think it was just um it was like peak hour. It's a little bit of a steep hill. Engine probably just overheated. It was a diesel bus. Mm. It's pretty normal for them to catch on fire. But yeah, so many people. Oh, electric bus. Is it? Oh, I, I mean, I don't think it's unusual for a poorly maintained vehicle just going slowly up a hill to have engine trouble. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. But there was a, there was one comment I saw because there are all of these, uh, there's people with the pink flowers in their <laughs> Twitter handles be like, oh, yep, electric government bus. But then there was one person who was like, yeah, this is what I'm telling you. Electric buses, it's not going to work. The only renewable energy source is like a zero point energy or something. Yeah, right. They had like a whole, they're like the government's been ignoring (laughs) the scientific breakthrough for too long. And now their buses are catching on fire. All of the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, that's on them, really. I believe uh, that's probably on Dictator Dan. Mm. Yeah, there's a bit of Dictator Dan gear. Uh, Robbo, next segment, I believe you have a theme song for this. Better take a photo. Real bad. Force that perspective. With the fence post or something. Baby, what do we got? Yes, 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 yes. A big cat on film. That's right, Cam. We've got a big cat on film. <laughs> what do you got for us? No mistaking it. This is from the Korea Mail. Did Tourist- you get a, fo- a copy of the article? I couldn't find it. No, it's, a, it's behind a paywall. So we'll have to. <laughs> Tourists report Black Panther sighting in North Queensland. Stunned tourists have recounted the moment a large Black Panther prowled onto the road and forced them to slow down their motorhome on the way to Charters Towers. So not even to stop, just to slow down. them to slow down. Did they get a photo? We don't know. There is a photo, but if it is of the cat or not, we do not know because Rupert Murdoch has said... This information is too hot for you to be able to see. What else is Rupert Murdoch hiding? Mm. Really, when you think of it, oh, can't even, what else? Can't even get around this with a little incognito mode. Yeah, no, I tried. I've tried to find image source on, on the little picture of the cat and I can't find it. We fucking failed everyone on this one, didn't we? Mm. We had a new theme song, though. so Yeah, we didn't fail in terms of the song. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. And when I say we didn't fail in terms of the song, I just mean we 
as the collective didn't fail, just you. <laughs> oh, brutal. That's fair. What else you got? Uh, next item, Rebecca Black responded to an old 4chan post. The 4chan post was from August 2011. Mm-hmm. It refers to the hit song Friday. Mm-hmm. It writes, the song is about the JFK assassination. The driver of the car he was assassinated in's name was Samuel Kicken, as in Kicken in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. The assassination occurred on a Friday, and when he was shot, the Secret Service yelled at Jackie Kennedy to get down, as in you've got to get down on Friday. Mm. Parts about the Cold War and the spread of communism are referenced. Everybody's Russian. And to top mm-hmm. it all off, in the hotel that morning, JFK declined a breakfast of sausage, eggs, and toast for a bowl of bran flakes instead. Got to have my bowl. Got to have my cereal. Also, mm. the following Monday, JFK was supposed to sign a bill into law requiring all public schools to provide bus transportation for their students. Got to catch my bus. Mm. So, Rebecca Black has responded 12 years later. What does she say? Did she cop to it? Uh, no, she said, I didn't write the song. Oh, no. Uh, because she didn't write the song. So she doesn't know anything about the hidden meaning uh, of Rebecca Rebecca Black's Friday. Uh, TBH, I didn't even write the song, so cannot confirm nor deny. So there you go, Cam. She's, uh, she's trying to wash her hands of it. She's trying to wash the guilt from her hands. I did see that. Quite a few of the facts uh, laid out there are just completely incorrect. So we do have that, uh, Robo. Yeah, the, 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 I didn't look at all the facts, Cam, but um, the first one was the guy's name was Samuel Kicken. <laughs> yeah, Kicken, a, a common last name uh, in that part of the US. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't Samuel Kicken; it was like William Greer or something. Mm. I don't think there's anyone called Samuel Kicken in the world. No. It it Uh, would be fun, though, if that, like, if there was some, you know, because she recorded that at, like, a record your own song thing. mm. If someone was clever enough to, to, you know, write pop songs around historical assassinations. (laughs) Well, that could be our niche. Oh, yeah. We just need to get some sort of recording studio. Uh, Also, incidentally, uh, Rebecca Black is still releasing music. Yeah, and uh, it slaps. Yeah, uh, hyperpop is uh, I don't know. Is that the genre? Yeah, no, she's massive, massive uh, hyper crumbs was her hit single. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually listened to it. I've got it saved on my um, Spotify, but I kind of only really listen to music at the tap room these days, and I just don't know if Rebecca Black's hyperpop album is going to go down well. No, you should check on the new Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, Robo, don't play the song again, but I have found that the Daily Mail, as well as spreading subtle anti-vax propaganda with their died suddenly gear, does have another purpose, which is they can get you around the paywall by just republishing stories. So, Victorian couple Don and Nicole Street made the startling discovery of a Black Panther while travelling to Charters Towers in North Queensland at 2pm on Sunday. They claimed they saw the animal crossing Gregory Development Road near the rural town of Basalt. So I think Mm. that photo is actually of another panther spotting. That was taken in the South Mossman area late last year. So 
we may need to re-record the song because I don't know if they even got footage of it. In fact, neither managed to snap a photo. Well, they were stunned and freaked out by the sighting. Because you said uh, it's all it's all about you know perspective, forced perspective. Yeah, that's true for all of these. <laughs> that photo there, yeah, the Douglas Shire one, it's super zoomed in. You don't know what what's we're looking at. It's forced perspective. But the streets, Nicole and Don didn't even take a photo. <laughs> but they say it wasn't a feral cat. It was a panther. Its coat was its coat was jet black. It was glistening yeah. in the sun. And they had to slow down, but uh, yeah, they obviously were too taken aback to take a photo. A bit of a theme in the show is people in modern life with high definition cameras on their phone, on their pockets, not being able to take a fucking photo mm. of either the cat or the fake human. Yeah, we I- like. Surely we would have solved this by now. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> uh this this delay is entirely caused by my computer going so slow. I'm just trying. Was that the last bit of news? Uh, I think <laughs> so. Oh, uh, one final piece of news: White House cocaine. Oh yeah, there's some cocaine White down on the white lines. That, that's my song that I just wrote for that. Okay, did you have a little MIDI track to back it, or no? Nah. You should probably do that. Um, so this one obviously got picked up as being a. Uh, uh, I saw one story that was like the cocaine was found in the same room that Hunter Biden used as a laptop. Mm. Wasn't it just found in like the public area? <laughs> yeah, I think there was like some construction workers and they had like their gear stored in cubby holes and it was found there. Um, but I, I just love that, that, you know, obviously people are going to try and tie it into Hunter Biden's laptop. So they, they, they and this this post that I saw it must have been on the conspiracy Reddit. It had like a room, you know, a floor plan of the White House, and like had a room, gr- gr- you know, covered in green. It's like this is the room that he used his laptop in. It's like he he used his laptop. Like the whole laptop thing is a laptop from like four years ago at this point. Mm. He doesn't still doesn't have that laptop, and he's not carrying it around with him. Yeah, half of his problem is he doesn't have the laptop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, are they saying he was? He used it. It would have been during the Obama administration because the laptop was like during Trump's reign, wasn't it? Yeah. Also, isn't half of Hunter Biden's problem that he's not doing cocaine? He's doing crack. (laughs) That is true. Wouldn't he be a little mellowed out if he was just on regular cocaine? Yeah. It is a type of cocaine. They didn't specify that it was not crack cocaine. Well, I think it 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 was powdered cocaine. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I think his, his other problem is he does all his cocaine whenever he has it. Yeah. This is, the official position of the Hypothetical Institute is not that kids should be mellowing out on cocaine, just to be clear. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but also, I don't think this was Hunter Biden's cocaine. No. I wonder how how many times do you think someone snorted cocaine in the in the Oval Office? All the Hundreds, time. right? Hundreds, Hundreds. of times. Uh, I did see, speaking of people doing drugs, um, I posted on the Hypothetical Institute Twitter, uh, Alex Jones was really high today. <laughs> he was high on Jesus. All right. Uh, he said he's done a lot of drugs over the years, but he's never been this high. And Donald Trump is um, is super spiritual. 
and he was going on a rant about how spiritual Donald Trump was and how he gathers around – oh, yeah, he, he always gets like six, five or six black preachers and he always specifies black preachers because he likes their energy and he, he gets them around and he says, give me, give me some of that energy. I need some of that energy. Give me some of that. And they all gather around and, and that's how Trump prays. Uh, so, yeah, that's Alex Jones's take on, on getting high on Jesus and how Trump prays. Well, sounds good. Well, Robbo, mm. that's the news. That's the Hypothetical Institute for this week. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me behind the bar at Short Jaw Brewing. Yeah. 10 Lindhurst Street, Westport. Which has recently been the site of the roving national tour of the anti-Maori, no? No. God, don't, don't even joke about that, Cam. I'm very, I'm very multicultural and I- You don't uh, know. It could have been. <laughs> you're going to go into the morning. Yeah, I wasn't there today. Uh, someone else was looking over the tap room. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, I, as I was saying to you off mic, Cam, uh, I was glad many people I know in town were there protesting it uh, because living in a small town, you're just never really sure. Uh, Cam, where do people find you? Oh, get me on Blue Sky. I'd like some more Blue Sky followers. I've got like a sad amount. Yeah. Do you reckon party <laughs> problem might have been that A, you've established not a good brand, but a brand mm-hmm. with Ale of a Time over the years? Yeah. Whale of a Tail. Yeah. Uh, and then you abandoned that. What are you called? The Luke Rules? Uh, Luke Rules. Luke Rules. B-Sky, bsky.social. But I've, I've now changed my avatar to my little, little whale so people have yeah. that visual connection. Your other problem I felt was that, yeah, your avatar was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, it was a, a thing I made for a project a few years ago during COVID and never shared it with the world. <laughs> it seemed yeah. like something that you'd made while you had COVID in the what? in COVID fever fit hey, Cam, on don't, MS Paint. Don't shame my art. That was a disturbing self-portrait. Where do people find you, Cam? Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky. Just Sexenheimer on Blue Sky. Real simple. <laughs> Using the same picture as everywhere. Uh, you can find me yeah, on Twitter. Ugh. Uh, and Yena Pesaran on 3CR. Check it out. Are you, are you on threads as well? I don't think I'm going to get onto threads, Robbo. Did we talk about this on the show or just before it? I don't know if I want to be on another thing. I barely want to be on anything. Like mm. t- t- Twitter for me served the purpose of I'd have a thought that was so stupid that I could, if I could just get it out of my head and onto published somewhere, then I no longer had to think it. Mm. Uh, which, so thanks for reading all those dumb ideas. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I can just scream them at a at a wall. Yeah, that's probably for the best. I don't need them to be hoovered up by Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. I also I don't like the idea that we're having to pick sides between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg because they can both go on a submarine ride, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's all fair. Like I don't want to have to take Mark Zuckerberg's side. He's still a weird little creep. And threads just look like shit. I don't I don't want to go on. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> Looks bad. I, I accidentally posted some drugs onto my Instagram stories. I thought I was sharing it to like close friends and I didn't. <laughs> and woke up this morning, I was like, oh fuck, I, for some reason I, I must have twigged. 
and I looked at all the people that saw it and I was like, oh, my God, there are so many people that I don't want to know that I'm doing a bunch of drugs at night. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, threads, no thank you. Lesson learned. But podcast listeners, <laughs> you're you're amongst the audience that Robbo doesn't mind you knowing that. Yeah, you guys all know this by now, right? Yeah, you guys are cool. You guys are cool, yeah. right? You're not going to knock. Yeah. Oh, knocks. I got one last little bit of news. I was like looking at YouTube shorts and there was this guy. He was like a CIA guy. It was one of these stupid fake podcasts. I think it was a real podcast, but it, you know how there's, speaking of fake people, you know how there's all the fake podcasts? I don't. There's all these people on YouTube shorts and TikTok and they've got like a microphone and they're doing a podcast interview, but there was never an interviewer. They just say things. Yeah, right. And it's like. A lot of the time, it's you know, it's just promoting only for their OnlyFans or whatever, and that's fine. Mm. But yeah. then a lot of the time, it's like they're weird, manosphere douchebags, and it's like I don't want to see your OnlyFans. Anyway, mm. this was I think from a real podcast, but it was like with a guy from the CIA, and he was I don't know why they chose to clip this, but he was telling the story about being in like CIA school and. Or, like, elite Navy, Army school or whatever. Mm. And them having, like, a no zero-tolerance policy on uh, drinking in the dorms. And he came home and his roommates were drinking. And he tells this whole story about knocking on them. Right. And he's like, you know, I was like, uh, I said to them, either you, you turn yourself in or I'm going to turn you in. And they're like, you're not going to knock on us, bro. And then he tells the story about how when he went in to knock on them, the like captain or whoever he was knocking to was like, "Hang on, just to get this straight, you're knocking on your roommates." <laughs> so even in his anecdote, the people in authority are like, "You sure you want to be such a dickhead?" Yeah. Uh, right. So they they like kicked one of these guys out of the special forces or whatever, and then he's like, "Yeah." And then for the rest of my career, I had this reputation as <laughs> a narc. It's like because you are a narc. Uh, like, among, why amongst are you telling the, anyone this? You could. This is someone who's been trained to withstand torture. You couldn't waterboard that out of me, and I've had zero training. I like that he is uh, amongst in the world of the elite narc force, yeah, the cream of the narc crop, and he's known amongst them as being a narc. <laughs> and somehow that didn't make him popular. No. Anyway, a lot of weird people on the old internets. Not all of them real. That's yeah. it. Hypothetical Institute. I... Oh, oh, Hypothetical Institute on Patreon. Thank you, Tammy, our quick $33 sponsor. Folks, we'll Thank catch you around. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Supply contains mind altering drugs. Mm, don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry. 
Zepp. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a 